0: This is Raw with Ollie McNichol, joined today by Dan Dowling. There, there's no good introduction to you. There's so much I could say. That's hurtful. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this actually all morning. Um, simply put, I think you are the most underrated elite athlete. <laughs> in Australia. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> True though, man. No, that's outrageous, but thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you very much.
0: Um, so for those who don't know you or much about you, yeah, let us know who you are and, and, and where we are right now and how it came about, man.
1: Um, that's a very long story, but I'm, as you said, uh, Daniel Dowling, half owner of Aesthetico Fitness with Jody. Um I guess more than anything, I'm a dad, first and foremost. Um and when I'm not playing super dad, I'm a gym owner here at Aesthetico Fitness. So we've been here just over two and a half years now. And it was a yeah, very long journey to get here, but got here in the end. Only two and a half years. A bit over, yep. Yeah. So we opened first of April twenty seventeen yeah yeah wow so two two and three quarters yeah <laughs> seems like a lot a lot more <laughs> yeah yeah wow how yeah.
0: long was it in the making before it, the, the doors opened
1: um so from when we signed the lease for the warehouse to doors opening was 30 days wow yeah and when we signed the lease um there were old cars in here that had been here five years the lights were hanging down to the floor yeah, there was a lot of work to do. Very, very run-down, abandoned warehouse, but for the size we needed, for what we wanted, that's all we could afford. Mm. So we had a very, very hard 30 days. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Was this connected to the mechanic behind us or next to um,
1: it? Unofficially, <clears throat> it was. They used it as storage, yep. but they weren't leasing the premise. It had just sat abandoned for so long that the landlord let them keep cars in here. Um, but it I don't know what it was before... Us, I'm not sure, hmm. but it'd been nothing for a long time. Mm-hmm. All the mezzanine and the offices were all rotting and falling down and had to be built again, and, yeah, yeah. all the electricals had to get stripped out because they didn't meet code All knew everything. It was a lot of work. Yeah. But oh, we got there.
0: Yeah, and what an awesome place, man. Yeah. Oh, well, what was going on before this? What, what
1: were you doing, man? Um, myself, so I, I was seven years in construction, my parents had a building firm and I was the project manager for them. Um, but I guess over a period of time, I realised that I was living out someone else's dream and not my own. Um, so after a lot of talks with Jody, we decided to venture down our own path. So we started doing hit sessions out of another gym originally. Um, and when that opportunity wasn't give us, given to us anymore, we moved to a park out in Dover Gardens and we ran weekend boot camps there. um, And Mm -hmm. at that point we decided to start our own, our own gym. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so from the day one to opening day, 30 days and we were in business.
0: Wow. And how long did it take to build that, that client base that you have now? Like this is probably, this is group training at its finest and most uh, elite. Thank you. Um, how, yeah, how did you find all these people that are literally like superhumans? Um,
1: most of them found us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we started off really, really quiet, um, without going into too much business detail. We had around a hundred people that we had spoken to that were going to commit and sign up when we opened. And after the first week of trading, we had 16 members. So we were behind right from the start which made it difficult Mm -hmm. but we stuck with it when a lot of people probably wouldn't have and slowly over the first 12 months built up a good membership base um and word of mouth's our our biggest thing um the more people that come here and see the sort of workouts we do and the results we achieve um just promotes more people coming and over time we're getting more and more yeah top level people coming through and pushing themselves yeah it's great
0: Yeah, so how many members here now? Um,
1: Enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I won't say how many, um, but yeah, always room for more, but Mm. we're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's incredible, man.
0: Um, For anyone who hasn't been here, the atmosphere of the place, as soon as you step in, whether you're training or just here to just check the place out and hang out, you feel it, like the energy. Even right now, there's there's just us few guys here you know that shit goes down here um and i've had the honor of being within that shit um yeah like how did you that atmosphere what what do you think do you think that the atmosphere that's here now is a representation of what you've experienced so far in life
1: um i think the atmosphere in a gym or a gym in general is a Byproduct directly of the members Hmm. so gyms only ever as good as the members are and our atmosphere is so great because our members are so great Hmm. and you come here like you come here for the workouts but you come addicted to the endorphin rush um the friendships you make and just yeah like you bring the atmosphere with you that's what makes it so great Hmm. like the gym itself doesn't have atmosphere it's the people in it
0: Hmm. yeah absolutely man oh the the amount of my most of my PBs have been made here. I know. I've Actually, seen them. Was that? So yep. proud. <laughs> yeah, and then PBs after that of the same. Yeah, same movement, just over and over. You've you've pushed me to literally past what I believe I could
1: could reach. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Man. Yeah, breaking those physical and mental barriers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, the let's talk the Aesthetica Games, <laughs> um, and your shoulder leading up to that <laughs> while also doing that what, what what do you call it the crossfit
1: what was it uh so the crossfit open yeah 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 tell me about that man uh well that so at the start of the year i wanted to do something to push myself out of my comfort zone mm. and i certainly did that um so the first crossfit open was in february and i went into that with no experience no practice um i didn't practice for any of the events i found out on the friday what the event was and went in on the saturday with literally no practice i wanted to see what i was capable of without learning any of the movements so that was a big reality check Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i was happy with how i went and then um, for the first time this year they ran it twice in the one year so i went through again for round two about a month ago um and with the shoulder, so before the third event, practicing muscle ups, I dislocated my shoulder. Um, two days from my first first go at the third event, probably shouldn't have done the event, but I did. Um, got halfway through and my shoulder popped out again, but I got it back in and kept going. Um, wasn't happy with my score, so I did the event again on the Monday, so three days later again, and it popped out a third time and stayed out. Another time I probably should have stopped, but I kept going again. So I finished the last eight minutes with my shoulder out and that was the end of the CrossFit Games for me. Everyone, Open, Yeah, <laughs> everyone
0: who's, who's dislocated their shoulder and has heard about your story with it <laughs> has said that when you dislocate your shoulder and it's out and it's not gone back in, there's, there's, there's no using it that's that's insane you literally went against nature there and yeah what the heck just happened when when you were able to still physically do the exercises yeah so
1: unattached yeah it it was hard um I think like mental pain physical pain from injury or just pushing yourself I think is for a lot a lot of cases it's more a mental thing than a physical thing being able to push yourself past or ignore the pain um, and I think that's an ability I have more than a lot of people. I think I can get through i've got a good a high pain threshold and I can push myself when you're deep in that pain cave a bit more than a lot of people and I think um, that was what got me through that last eight minutes but mm-hmm. silly thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know why how is your, your pain threshold, like
0: what, how did that come about, man? Because that's not something that people are born with, I don't believe. I believe that it is somehow related to, to um, I guess, what, what we've experienced and, uh, and dealt with. So, like, how
1: is your pain threshold at I think, that point? Um, I've been through a lot in my life. Um, a lot of hurdles, a lot of bad shit I've had to get through. Um, So I think that's given me a higher tolerance for the mental pain side of it. Um, Physically, I think, like I'm not genetically gifted like a lot of people. I'm not. Bullshit. (laughs) I'm not. I have to work really hard for for what I try and achieve. Um, I see a lot of people come in here that, like I've been training effectively 15 years. There's people that have trained a few months that can do what I can do. Like There's a lot of people that are, a lot more genetically gifted, a lot of people that are stronger, faster, more mobile. Um, but because of that, I I do think that the mental barrier and being able to get through that is my advantage. Mm. So that's something I work really hard on. I push myself a lot further than I think a lot of people do um, just because I know that when everything else fails for me, that's one thing that is going to keep me going. Mm-hmm. The training. Yeah. 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 I think... I can, like I said before, I can stay right deep in that pain cave longer than a lot. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, and you just did a deadlift comp out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> did you pr- <laughs> did you prep for that? That was just on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I saw it pop up on my Instagram. Um, Six one eight barbell. We're running a deadlift comp. So I sent BJ, who's the owner, a message and, like, I've always deadlifted with straps, as you know. Mm -hmm. It's my comfort zone. (laughs) But I've always been, in the back of my mind, disappointed in what I could deadlift without straps because I've seen what you're capable of and (laughs) it's a lot more than I could do. Um, So I shot him a message and just said, look, I'd love to get involved, but I use straps. Um, Is that okay? And he said, no, it's (laughs) not. You can... You can wear the suits they wear and you can have a belt, but you can't use straps. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I decided to leave it till next year. Um, but a close mate and one of our members, Damo, I was talking to him that night and he pretty much just went with the fuck it, why not attitude. And I was talking about like the most I'd ever done without straps was a 140 kilo deadlift, I think. Um, and what did you lift at the comp? 237 and a half i don't know i think it's a little bit more than that's you. huge man. <laughs> my goal go into yeah that. my goal was to beat this guy ollie because <laughs> i've seen him do 235 i think i just just got over that <laughs> yep yep i saw <laughs> yeah um
0: but yeah but yeah that's that's insane man um and so what was the best there who, oh who so
1: won? i was in the open yeah um I think the biggest successful lift was a 290 mm. by some just unit. How much did he weigh? Uh, 135, 135, I think. Pulling yep. a 290, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another young guy who would have only been 21, I think, another unit. He pulled 300 but got a no rep because he mm. was bouncing it off his quads, but, man, he still pulled 300. It's yep. insane. Also a pretty heavy dude. Another heavy dude, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely on the lighter side.
0: Yeah, you were. I don't know if that chart that you that you posted um, was that the placings as well? Was that in order of placings? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you were only yeah. What was it overall? So first, they lift comp. Was it fourth?
1: Fourth. Yeah, I was fourth by two and a half kilos, yeah. which I know I could have got, which uh-huh. is frustrating. Uh-huh. But yeah.
0: Yeah. How much are you weighing right now?
1: Um, well, I weighed in at ninety-one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the body fat percentage?
1: About nine. I think. nine <laughs> low nines. Yep. Yeah. If only
0: they uh, had some sort of scoring for that. I know. That's, yeah, no, that's
1: insane, man. But there was a competition after us, um, I think Capo, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and there was just some monster there. Probably the biggest dude I've ever seen. Just jacked. Yeah. He opened with a 3.10. Oh. It's his first of three lifts, 3.10. Like, just absurd. so Jeez. that's Yeah, that put me back in my place. <laughs> yeah. Did you go in expecting to, to hit the number you did? No. No. I went in wanting a 235. Yeah. Um, but I felt good on the day and the first lift went up really easy. Second lift went up really easy and I wanted to go more than I did, but I didn't want to miss my third lift on mm. my first comp. So, yeah, I played it safe and, yeah, I'm happy mm yep is that the first that's the first comp you've ever done like first I've ever been to yeah Yeah, wow I've never even been to a deadlift comp but again I wanted to push myself out my comfort zone um I do well under competition settings so I wanted to see what I could do and I don't think I would have been able to do that if it wasn't there so Mm. I'm, I'm glad I went but i also just really wanted to see some big dudes lift some big shit and i yeah. got to see that and it was so cool
0: that would have been really really cool really cool man yeah yep. and and that would have pushed you to, to you yep. go even harder yeah yeah yeah, for sure Far out. um man I, I saw that the the post that you that you uh, posted up on instagram recently um that that blew blew my mind um <laughs> what tell tell me about that man cuz that that post is obviously a very it's an emotional thing. Yeah, like yeah.
1: that's, um, I was saying you before, I think.
0: First of all, what, what, what was it, tell us what it was.
1: It was a comparison photo from a shot when I was at my biggest about seven years ago to one currently. So back then I was focused on strength and just being as big as I could and I had about 20 kilos on what I am now um but very unhealthy very unhappy um just not focused no drive no push mm. um but i think a lot of people miss consume what i consume what i put on social media as um being arrogant or being like big headed or full of myself when i'm very proud of the journey i've been down and where i've got myself to um and I just wanted to put that up just to say you know this is my social media this is what I'm about if you don't like it scroll on or Mm -hmm. unfollow Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we all look at everyone's social media and you get a snapshot of the best part of their life or what they want to show you we don't often see people's dark days or their hard times or we don't see people at their worst we just see them at their best and like I do that I put up my best photos, I, if I've got five photos to pick, I'm going to pick my best one, of course. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was about time I put one up to show where I've come from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How many people know that? I had no idea that no you one. weighed. What was the, what, <laughs> do you want to say the weight? Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. 108. Yeah. 108 kilos. Yeah. yeah. And I was strong as fuck. But, yeah. You know, 220 like, kilogram bench. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, strong, but just so unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Working up a sweat, like just walking to the kitchen, you know like mm. breathe just terrible breathing, just terrible sleep, mm. bad food habits what, yeah
0: what made the the switch then because that's that's huge man that's a that's an entirely um
1: different way of
0: of looking at your life and treating your body like,
1: what, yeah. what did that so that's when I went through um a marriage divorce, again, something else a lot of people don't know is that I have been previously married. Um, but just went down a path of self-sabotage and yeah, just a big downward spiral that one day just clicked that I need to get myself out of that. And, um, to be honest, I don't know what triggered the change, but something definitely did. And I guess, um, like when I met Jodie, cause she was so fucking fit, like I needed to up my game big time. Mm. Um, so that was a big push for me, but, Yeah, not sure what triggered it, but there was definitely something there. Mm. I guess my own unhappiness. Yeah, that's what I was... How did you feel about yourself? Terrible. Back then? But I guess the more... The worse I felt, the more I went down that path and I didn't realise that I was feeling so terrible because I was doing it to myself. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you... You have to realise that yourself to make Mm -hmm. the change. Mm -hmm. Like, you can have all your mates in the world saying... You're not happy, you know, like, you're going to change. Mm-hmm. But until you realise yourself, you're never going to get yourself out of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's, yeah, people get addicted to that feeling of, of, of playing victim. And, yep. And, yeah, you just go deeper and deeper and, and solidify that. So mm. that mindset, for sure.
1: And I was, I was a shocker for that. Like, yeah. Like, everything's everyone else's fault. The world hates me. You know, why me? Mm-hmm. Like that's bullshit 100% Mm. like things happen that you you can't control you can only control what you can control but it's how you react to things and how you get through them that make you who you are Mm -hmm. and we can all play victim all we like but if the whole world plays victim then you know yeah who's gonna come out on top yeah no one (laughs) yeah I've been there
0: yeah far out that's that's crazy man um yeah, wow. Thank you for sharing that. That was okay. Um So with, with all this, this intense training then, because you've you reached limits that the human body is not <laughs> designed to do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, you're, what, what's your recovery? Do you, do you have any sort of methods to prepare yourself for the, for the next training session? Um.
1: No, <laughs> not as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become very focused on muscle release and stretching. Um, I hadn't in the past, and it got me in a whole world of trouble with my um, disc problems in my back. Mm. Obviously, the shoulder at the end of the days are a result of doing muscle ups when my mobility just wasn't there. Um, so I focus a lot on stretch and recovery. Um, I know Lawson mentioned in the last podcast that sleep is such a high factor, which I believe it is, but it's something I definitely don't get enough of having the business and the two boys, um, sleep's not something that I prioritize as much as I should. Hmm. Um, so I'll make sure when I'm not sleeping, I'm eating well, lots of water, rest as much as I can, but yeah, yeah it's a very physical job. So yeah.
0: yeah, the time that you spend with, we'll go back to that sleep thing. Cause I think that's so interesting the um the contrast in in certain people's approach to it um but the time you spend with your your two boys is that your downtime
1: yeah 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 it's not um it's very stressful downtime because they're yeah. young boys they're they're crazy but yeah that's my that's my happy place for sure
0: yeah, yeah, surely that in some way provides a similar sort of um yeah, release and, and relaxation and recovery than, than, I guess, yeah, things like sleep and literally just sitting down or, um, you know, whatever it is that people might do. Yeah. Do you think that that could compare? Like, I
1: don't think anything can compare. Like the yeah. feeling of, like now that um, my second boy Milo's old enough to start really playing with Hugo and interacting and just sitting back and watching them is the most fulfilling feeling you could possibly have. And I guess the, um, like the joy that comes from that is more relaxing than anything. Hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah, yeah
0: they're the coolest little kids. Are,
1: I'm biased, but they're very cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 um, yeah so sleep. Uh, yeah, I do remember Lawson talking about that and being, yep, the biggest thing, the most important thing, mm. which I believe also um, it is extremely important but that's not to say that extremely successful and um, uh, elite people like yourself uh, can't function on on less sleep. Um,
1: yeah. I think it, like I'd agree 100%, it's very important. Mm. Um, but there are circumstances where sleep isn't always a luxury you can have. Um, I know I would perform and recover better if I had more sleep, but mm. it's just not not something that is in my possibility right now. So I just make sure when I do get downtime, I get as much as I can. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, everyone would love to have more sleep, but Mm. I sit at around five, six hours a night. Yeah. Is a good sleep. Yeah. Yep. Some nights, maybe once or twice a week, I get under four, but I've done that for so long now that I can function on that pretty comfortably. Mm. If I ever get, a rare night where I get more than six hours sleep, then I just feel sluggish and slow the next day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, I actually think I would, I average, um, having the aura ring, like, tell me literally how much sleep I get. I didn't Has know been, what that
1: was until the last podcast. Yeah? Yeah, I Googled it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That would be really interesting to see your sleep, at no. least the sleep quality. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, even though you're getting a, a little... Amount of sleep Do you think that th- It's good quality sleep On and off
1: um, Like You never Fully sleep I think Having kids in the house Yeah Like every noise Every something Half wakes you up Thinking Are they okay um, But It's definitely Like sleep is uh, um, Greatly affected By stress As well So the more I can Moderate my stress levels I sleep a lot better mm-hmm. um, Like this time of the year for a gym is very busy, very stressful. Uh, I've got a lot of other things going on in my life, so my stress levels at the moment are pretty high, so my sleep's probably not as ideal as it could be. But, mm-hmm. yeah, when I do consciously focus on it, I can get a pretty deep sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's heaps interesting. Um, I think I was listening to a podcast with uh, Kevin Hart, and he was talking about how he doesn't get much more than four hours or so. Um, and that's, he's, he's more than happy with that. Mm. Um, and then you get like these, these specialists that say that it's doing real damage. Um, but yeah, like it, it just doesn't show in some people. Yeah. Whereas, but you know what? I reckon training is probably like the defense against that, which sounds yep. crazy because it's so taxing. Yep. But if, if like, if you have a terrible sleep, all right, so let's say you have a really, really short sleep and you don't train in the morning when you get up. You're probably going to feel worse than 100%. If, if you had a terrible sleep and then did go train. Yeah, That's what I find anyway.
1: I agree, mm. yeah, 100%. I think a general rule is that people need is seven, eight hours, but like anything, there are going to be people that that doesn't apply to. Mm. And I think I'm just lucky that I don't need the seven to eight hours because I'm not going to get it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. And that's cool with you. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like getting up early. I, I don't like sleeping in. So if I have a restless night with the boys or for whatever reason I'm going to bed late, I'll still get up early, mm-hmm. still train. Yeah. 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 What made me realize that, like how training
0: is such a good defense is like if you do work or people who do work an office job or just like a simple nine to five, um, you come across people who, you know, they get to work and they're, you know, something around and they like say, oh, I feel so tired and stuff. But they've literally woken up, had breakfast. They've, you know, done everything they need to do and then gone to work in Mm. their own time, just casually. Um, Whereas, you know, there's people like you who who will get up and um, obviously, you know, you you prioritize your your kids and what, what needs to happen there. But, Training is obviously going to happen as well. You're not, you're not the one that's walking into work and, and saying how
1: shit you feel. Like, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, obviously there are days that I come at, to open the gym at 6am and I'm not 100%. Yeah. Um, like, it's unrealistic to expect to be that all the time, but I think you've got, like, when you own a gym and when you're training people, you've got an expectation to be mm-hmm. on the game and be enthusiastic and energetic So, there are times that I would probably not give out the impression of how tired I am. (laughs) But yeah, like I agree with you. If you get up in the morning and mope around the house and like it takes you an hour to get yourself showered and have a coffee and get in the car, like you're setting yourself up for failure for your day and you're going to be tired and lethargic. Mm. On the other hand, like if you get up and you've got 10 minutes to get ready, get rushed, you're brushing your teeth in the car, like you're going to get to work stressed and frazzled and yeah. you're also going to spend a day of being tired yeah. you just need to get get in a routine stick with it yeah. find what works for you and yeah just keep that going mm-hmm. what is your morning routine then um so most days i'm up about four thirty, quarter to five um i always listen to a podcast of some sort in the morning mm-hmm. it's been yours mm-hmm. <laughs> since you had your first Sweet. one I listened that one through a few times. It's fantastic. That's awesome, man. Um, Thank you. But something that's going to get my day started off right, something positive, um, even if it's just in the shower, I've got some, some music cranking or when I'm, I am always prep my breakfast to bring to work. So while I've got that going, I have something that's going to get me boosted for the day. Mm. Yeah.
0: Diet-wise, um, what, are, what are you doing at the moment? What's, what's your diet look like?
1: Um, so I'm predominantly vegetarian. Um, I haven't made the decision to go vegan because I fucking love cheese. Mm-hmm. Really? That's your... <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love cheese on everything, man. And I, I'm i going to really probably offend you here, but there is no good vegan cheese. Don't say bio cheese, man, because that tastes like ass. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like in January, I went vegetarian for a month to... Win a bet. Um, I got better that I couldn't have meat for a month. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to do that and it almost killed me. But, no, actually it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I never looked back. And now I only really have meat maybe once a week or a fortnight. fortnight. Um, if I'm out and I see something on a menu that has meat, I might choose that. But I never cook meat or have meat in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my body's just loved me for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. Like energy levels and... Crazy. <laughs> like I
1: would have thought the opposite. Um, but my energy instantly got better. My digestion got better. Um, uh, my strength went through the roof cause I wasn't flat and heavy off of a kilo plus of meat a day. Um, and yeah, best decision I made. And yeah, coming on almost 12 months.
0: Wow. Yeah. You kept yeah, that yeah. under... <laughs>
1: you didn't really let let that out much at all, did you? No, no, i put up, um, every now and then I'll chuck up something I eat on Instagram, but yeah, it's not something, I don't know why I don't talk about it, but mm-hmm. I don't, but yeah, there's this big stigma that meets manly and it's going to make you strong and mm-hmm. big and muscly, but just made me really flat and lethargic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did
0: I... Uh did I
1: inspire you? Uh, a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, a fair <laughs> bit. You've inspired me in a lot of ways. Um, that's definitely one of them. Um, it's like, I guess I felt I fell into that trap of thinking you can't be an elite athlete without meat, which is far from the truth. And seeing someone your size and your strength and the things you're capable of being vegan is just, yeah, that was big for me. I needed to see that. Hmm. Like you see... Obviously, the documentaries and the shit going around, like, you see it on the TV, but to see you pulling 235, not eating meat was a big wake-up call, and, yeah, that helped me stick with it, for sure. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I don't know how you don't eat cheese, though, but...
0: Yeah, there you yeah. Go. You know, there, there have been a couple of good ones. Bio cheese, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to touch that. Um, no, that's a lie. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I'm too easygoing, like... But I don't think of it as cheese, so I'm not trying to compare it to something that that tastes alike or is as good. Yep. Um, But there's been a couple. I I think you you find that the the most organic and the most like uh, the least processing um, done to it. uh, They're usually the ones that come out a lot better. Like, um, yeah, people make some really good ones. What do they make them out of predominantly? soy yeah 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 soy cheese yeah
1: yeah no there's been some really cool ones i'm lactose intolerant so the dairy side of it's no <laughs> no big deal to cut out wow um so milk yogurt like no issue but mm. just my cheese <laughs> Do
0: you know that two-thirds of the world is lactose intolerant sensitive
1: or intolerant intolerant wow yeah 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 i'm I've... definitely at the top scale yeah <laughs> like if i'm gonna have a nice coffee I might as well sit on the toilet while I have it. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I heard that and um, I was pretty blown away. But then it made me think, okay, well, is that not saying something? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and, and these people that are saying it, what are they taking away from it? Like, do you, I don't know. Is it okay to just drink milk and feel uncomfortable or does not do it and feel really good?
1: I'd probably rather not do it and feel really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah,
0: that's what I think anyway. Like yeah. surely that's saying something. You know, it's our it's our body's reaction to something that we're putting in our body. Um, and it's not a good reaction. Where like. do
1: you draw the line there though? How many things as humans do <laughs> we put in our body that we know we shouldn't? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that'd be like saying two thirds of the adult population don't consume alcohol at all. But you yep. know, ninety ninety nine percent probably do. We know it's bad for us, but True. We love putting shit in our body that we shouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're good at that.
1: Yeah. Self-saboteurs.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: getting deep now. Yeah, no, it's good. Deep I is good. This microphone is just right here. Yeah, something it is. up in my grill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to having something so in my face without getting defensive. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is a strange feeling. Something to get used to, for sure. I'm not quite there. Um... Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on, man?
1: Um, no, I came in came in just blind and mm. yeah, yep. Just whatever, whatever you wanted to talk about. I've got a few questions I want to ask you at the end, though. Mm-hmm. So when you feel like wrapping it up, I'll take over. <laughs>
0: All right, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was the same. I didn't want to to overthink this one. Um, we obviously have a very strong connection. Uh, and, and you came into my life at a really, really important time, a time where I needed some some masculine energy, um, something to kind of give me a... something to punch me in the face, I guess you could say. Um, and that got me out of a, a victim uh, mentality uh, and playing the victim role a huge amount. So, yeah, that... So, yeah, thank you, first of all. Um, You're welcome. But, yeah, so the, I didn't, I didn't want to overthink going into this one because I knew that any conversation with us could have cameras on and it would be awesome. Um, it's
1: probably a lot that we're glad we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, we, I think we came into each other's lives at a very important point. Mm-hmm. Um, like what Lawson said about you guys starting this podcast, I think for yourself you know or you knew – what you needed to do I think you just needed a few certain people to tell you that also Um, and the combination of you knowing it and hearing it I think has made a big difference and Mm. like I've seen you transition in the last 12 months into the most incredible person absolutely just so proud of you proud of everything you've done everything you continue to do yeah you should be so proud of yourself thank you man you've made a a fantastic transition it's really good (laughs) really really good man (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you All so the feels.
0: much oh that's that's <laughs> awesome to hear yeah wow um has been a big 12 months mm. it's
1: been huge self-growth is yeah. phenomenal yeah yeah how how do you feel about everything now in general just life
0: hmm it's it's been pivotal like yeah last few months even um yeah something's just kind of clicked um and I'm a better human being for it, I think. Yeah. You've always been what a are good you, human. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> man. What do you think has been the the biggest change in me? Your
1: confidence. Your self-confidence. Yeah. Um, I think you're getting a lot... You've still got a long way to go in believing in yourself to the extent you need to, I think. But you're getting there for sure. Hmm. Like even before we started today like you said this is the biggest thing you could do that would be outside your comfort zone but you're doing it and I don't think three or six months ago you would have done that for Mm. sure the Mm. fact like I know what this means to you doing it and I'm so proud that you're doing it because it is such a big thing and you're killing it like you would (laughs) never even before like the mics were on I would just if I didn't know you I'd have no idea that you were that uncomfortable with it because you don't seem it
0: awesome Mm. that's really good I'm glad I had it well
1: you do. <laughs> Good <laughs> but, poker face.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing with that is I now see the uncomfortable things as, okay, that's like I need to do. Like, you know, when it's when I think shit that I don't want to do that. It's like
1: I should really do that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. You've mm. got to live outside your comfort zone or you never get anywhere. Mm. And the worst thing that can happen is you try something and it doesn't work, but you'll learn more from failing that than you would have by doing the same thing correct for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. you learn so much from failures. Not that you, you're going to fail this. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, failures, like, yeah. the only way you can fail is by getting outside your comfort zone, but you just got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're so young, man. You've got so much to look forward to and so much to do, and now's the time to do it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Very excited. I don't know yeah. what I was doing at your age, but it wouldn't have been good. Let's hear. I have no <laughs> idea. Man, that's so long ago. <laughs> I have no idea. It would have been would have been out of uni by then. What did you study? Uh, business and economics. Hmm. Didn't finish, but I went to uni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, back then, I probably would have been working at, in the Telstra shop, I think. Just wow. running amok with my best mates. We all worked in the Marion store and got no work done. <laughs> it, was cool. it was really cool. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't grow up for a very long time. I probably started maturing at 30. I reckon. Mm. <laughs> Finally realised I needed to get my head out of my ass and make something of myself, or try to at least, and yeah.
0: Yeah, was there something that, that punched you in the face like it did me, where you realised, okay, it's time to do something differently?
1: Yeah, when we realised we were about to have our first little boy, so finding out Jodie was pregnant um, was a big push for me, um, and that's when our clothing label Started from just knowing that there was an extra human that I had to help provide for and look after, and it wasn't, we weren't going to get the job done with what we were doing, so something else had to happen on the side, and Mm -hmm. that's where our humble little clothing label came from. Yeah, let's go there. Tell me about that then. Um, Well, it started as just some hand drawn sketches that I showed Jodie one day and just said to her, What do you think of these? I think we need to make some clothes. Um, With the connections we have, I know we'll sell at least three, (laughs) even if I have to buy them all myself. But yeah, like she backed me 100% and loved the idea and it was something that she could help with whilst being pregnant, something I could do out of hours, um, not realising the work that would have to go into it. I guess that was the start of my lack of sleep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it prepared me for having children, so... Um, yeah, just started as this little outfit in our garage in our house out at Seaford. Mm-hmm. Um, had some really good support of, like, the local Anytime Fitness out there. Um, Reno and Josh down there helped us out a lot, mm-hmm. letting us stock in the gym and having promos there. Yep. Um, then What's it called? Um, Elite Aesthetico. So yep. that's where Aesthetico Fitness mm-hmm. came from. Um, we got a lot of help from... Trent and Paul and the team at Mu- was Muscleworks at the time, now Supmart. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stocked us in their stores, um, which gave us a big boost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I touched on before, we had a really rough start to the gym financially as a business. And I think that's what pulled us through. Um, we had an Instagram page with 20,000 authentic followers on it that we could pump marketing through. And I think if we didn't have the label and that um, social media support behind us, we wouldn't have got through that hard patch. So mm-hmm. yeah, the tiny little clothing label at the end is what started this gym. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone trying to, to create something similar, um, obviously 20,000 people, that's a, that's a
1: lot in such a short amount of time. How did you, how did you get to that? Um, just time. Yeah. Time and um in your face marketing, I guess. Just yep. trying to be at the top of everyone's feed. Um, I know that ruffles a lot of feathers and people don't want to see the same brand or people at the top of their feed, so we got in early and picked some really cool athletes to help promote our brand. So it was them that was appearing on everyone's feed, which is a lot more um inviting to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and just you just got to commit time. Yeah. To start up any business, you need time and you need to be you need to go in with a realistic expectation of the time it's going to take and know that you're probably about half of what it's going to need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but time was something at that point we had a bit of, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And here we are.
0: Here we are. <laughs> um d- Shoot me a question if you want, man. All right. Current training goals? What do you got? Where are you at? You know what? My training for the first time, I haven't had any specific goal, and I'm enjoying it more than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm progressing more than ever. Yep. Um, I'm also in a much better headspace. But yeah, it just just stopped a, a bit of a like a strength strength program, and and now I'm just getting back into the good old hypertrophy uh just uh, getting a nice pump no that's not all it is but um hypertrophy. Yeah.
1: you want to build more muscle i
0: would like that M- I would, where, where uh, are you gonna put it everywhere <laughs> there is nowhere near Those enough legs. uh come on man <laughs> i'm glad the cameras don't go down that low uh yeah yeah that's no, cool
1: i mm, like that mm. i'll put in my split now Saturday and Sunday arvo's I don't program anything. Mm. It's just what I feel like doing at the time. It's something fun. Um, changes every week. And I love that. I love having... On those days, i got no goal. Mm-hmm. No structure, no goal. Yep. Whatever I feel like doing.
0: I love that. Mm. Sometimes you need it, especially after a few weeks that haven't felt quite like training hasn't been where it should. Yep. You need one of those sessions that's kind of resets you, I reckon. Yeah, it so? gives you the hunger back for it. Mm.
1: Yeah, you get, when you train so often you get into just such a routine of you have to tickle the boxes, you have to hit every weight every time and that's not realistic and then it's easy to get in a bad headspace with your training if you're not, you have a few days in a row where you're not where you know you should be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important to have those sessions where you just go in and have fun yeah. and just for an hour just fuck shit up and do what you want. Yeah, yeah make sure you've got the right people there with you to to get the most out of it. Yeah. 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 Which is why I like our Friday deadlift sessions. Mm. We, oh, man. Often we go in with no expectation and just to have a bit of fun, but they're the days you, you get the work done and... hmm Yeah.
0: Go above and beyond, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, and also I'm doing Muay Thai at the moment as well. Hell no. So not many people know, but yeah, so weekly I've been doing that as well.
1: That'd be a fatal kick, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I actually <laughs> need that? to...
0: Well, I've never, other than lacrosse, I've never had any sort of um, contact like that That masculine energy sort of thing. Like even with training, mm. this is also something you've helped me with. So even with training, I've also always had like a really gentle approach, just like, you know, positive mindset, um, you know, no, no grunting or, or yelling or anything. And yeah, I, I don't do that now, but like, there's there's also something to say for mm. have bringing a bit of aggression, a little bit of aggression, yeah. and you've taught me that. Yep. Yeah. Um, not that that's what Muay Thai has been, but it's exactly what I've needed. Like, yeah. yeah, throwing punches, throwing kicks, learning technique, learning how to move my body, um, yeah, and learning how to pull back on the the power as well. Yep that's been a huge thing. Um, like at the start, I was trying to throw like, you know, really, really strong and heavy punches and kicks, but they were, they were obviously slow. And, yeah. um, and the technique just ineffective. Kinda, yeah, yeah, it was very ineffective, but I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I'm getting a bit larger on my feet um, and everything's just kind of falling into place. So yeah, Muay Thai is wicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I did that growing up. I did a lot of Muay Thai. I did um, BJC with a friend at the time, Phil, Mm. So that was a mixture of um, taekwondo and kickboxing. Yep. And for me, growing up, that was a huge way to release aggression. Um, like a good funnel for my anger, I guess. Mm. I was a like an anger, angry and troubled youth, I guess. Yep. And that for me was a huge way of getting that out without um, jeopardising anything else I had going on. So yeah, I, I get that a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. People some people think like field training is an outlet, but that has been more of an outlet outlet than anything so far. Um That's I so find cool. that the days I'm I'm more emotional. I can't wait to get back into the gym for, for Muay Thai. Um not so much for weight training, but yeah. It's yeah, when I'm feeling feeling down or that there's something going on, I'm feeling a bit stressed, I need to go and, and yeah, and, and punch and, and kick and learn how to do it. Um, where are you
1: hoping to go with that? Down towards the competing side or maybe? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Um, yeah, not too sure. I was talking to Pat, uh, my trainer, last time because they have, like, in-house sort of, um, yeah, comps and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I wouldn't – if I got to the point where I was, like, good enough to, to go up against these these dudes, which are they're incredible, man. Like <laughs> – um, then I would for mm. fun I think that would be awesome
1: yep fuck that'd be scary <laughs> <laughs> going I up against you it's a no from me
0: there have been some uh, some missed kicks and, uh, and and punches that I've thrown at Pat and uh, yeah almost hit him yeah. <laughs> so but no I've, uh, he's been uh, lucky enough to to um, dodge most of them
1: <laughs> cool all right, well that leads on to my next question. Mm. How did your legs get so big? Or where did you oh, buy them man. from? <laughs> I don't how, even how think do they are. Are they They'd... even shorts or are they 40 inch waist pants you've had to cut the bottoms off?
0: <laughs> I really think people are, they overreact. I really don't see what Christ. they're seeing. Um, <laughs> I love training legs. I mean, <laughs> if they really are, I don't know what people say. I've loved training legs more than anything. Uh, yeah. You know what really works your legs? What's that? Sleds. Uh, you've told me, <laughs> I've heard. And yeah. yeah. We'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> a, that's, that's coming. But no, leg day is something else altogether. Yep. Mm, something Another I'm. Another outlet. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a huge emotional connection to, to the things you do when you walk into the gym and you're about to train legs. So.
1: Nice. Mm. Love it. Okay. Two parts to this one. Describe yourself five years ago in three words, and then describe yourself now in three words. Man. Small.
0: Not physically. I mean, yeah, probably. Yes, physically as well. Uh, <laughs> small. Uh, voiceless. Okay. And I was uh, I was a victim. I was victim more than anything, because I chose to be.
1: Okay, what about now? Now definitely not small.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: not um not mentally anyway. <laughs> Can you believe this guy? <laughs> um, yeah, huge huge change in five years.
1: Wow. Any other words you want to use to describe yourself?
0: Mm, willing mm-hmm. and open. Yeah, that's something I've taken a lot of pride in, being open to, to being broken down. Yeah. Because I know that there's a lot, a lot of underlying things that need to be brought to surface level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Three words I'd describe you. Mm. Powerful. Not just physically. I think you're a powerful person. Gentle. I think you are one of the most gentle natured people I've ever met and I'm not going to use this third one so I reckon I've got one that's better but motivational I'm going to say is my third one. Wow. I think you you'll never realize how much you motivate other people because you don't see yourself the way we all see you. <laughs> so there you go there's my three words for you. <laughs> wow well, thank you man. And my last question. And you have to commit to it now. Mm -hmm. When are you coming for a conditioning session? (laughs)
0: I've
1: got to get you back on those sleds. Jeez. By the end of the year. By the end of the year. Promise. It's on on record.
0: (laughs) By the end of the year. Yeah. All right. Sweet. (laughs) Yuck.
1: I'll bring the bucket.
0: Yeah, please do. That first, yeah. These people who you have here. There's, there's mums, there's dads, there's these people who are twice my age, three times my age and they are doing things that I could not physically do Like and, and being in the same room as them and watching them go as I walk out and uh, have to find the nearest drain. <laughs> um, yeah, far out. You've you've done incredible things with these people and I'm sure it's it's literally changed their lives.
1: I think it has for a lot of people but yeah. you can you're only going to get out what you put in. And I think what gets, over, what gets overlooked a lot in this gym is that it's like the, the little girls that are so little and petite and don't weigh much that are pushing sleds the same as the 100-kilo guys. And every time they push a 40-kilo sled, it is so much closer to their body weight than a 100-kilo person pushing one half their weight. And that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And they keep up, if not go faster, it's definitely a gym where like the girls just dominate in here. They do. Because their power to weight ratio is phenomenal. And we've run sessions before where you gotta push a sled at your body weight for the whole session and the girls just run rings around us, man. It's Yeah. Really I bet. it puts you in your place. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. Some incredible female athletes here. Far out. Oh, we got Kim Kim was in this morning for a session. She had her first little boy Artie I think six or seven weeks ago mm-hmm. and she was in here and you wouldn't even know she'd been away like really yeah they're just the muscle memory and the the ability to come back strong is just phenomenal yeah wow yeah but yeah some of the people we have here is incredible like you said mums yeah we have people that train up to 36 weeks pregnant like everyone's got their own journey everyone's got their own That's reason incredible. for being here and yeah
0: yeah hmm there was, there was a bit, we'll, you know, we'll finish up soon, obviously. Um, but there was something that Lawson said as a coach, how um, when you first bring someone on or, or they've, they've come to you, um, there's underlying mm. factors as to I why they're there with you. Yeah. Um, do you find that that's the same with the group, group classes or how do you break yeah. through that then? Because yeah. so it's not so much one-on-one,
1: is it? For a lot of people, it's more daunting walking into a group fitness atmosphere because you don't just have one person you have to hide behind when you're telling them why you're there you've got like up to 30 people in the room that are all there Mm. um and I think he hit the nail on the head there's a lot of people that I don't think they even realize why they walk into a gym like yeah they want to lose weight or get fit or I really like the way he said yeah but why like why for what reason why do you want to do that well I want to lose weight why why do you want to lose weight Mm. And there's so many underlying reasons for why people are in a gym and you should never underestimate that. Yeah. Like you see all these things on YouTube about people doing exercises wrong in the gym and getting laughed at and like there's whole videos on it, but you never know why that person's in the gym. Mm. For a lot of people, it's more, if not the same as like a mental workout as a physical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's people's therapy. It's their safe place. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what we really push here, that this gym is your safe zone, your safe place. And mm. there's no judgment. There's no comparison. You've got people that have never been in a gym before up against elite athletes. Well, not against, you know, training next to or yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And that never gets overlooked here. It's, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's on the same page. It's just one big family and it's so important. I love that so
0: much. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, that... Um that kind of, I don't know why, but that kind of hit hard mentioning all these videos of, of people like, you know, the gym memes and stuff. Um,
1: yep. Yeah. That's so true. If you've got time to film, you've got time to go and help. Yeah, you know? like exactly. If you're seeing someone do something wrong, like obviously a lot of them are put on and set up. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. a lot that aren't. Yeah. And if you've got the time to film and laugh, you could have used that time to go and find a trainer to help them or help them yourself.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and what are you doing on your phone anyway? (laughs) If you're serious, (laughs) yeah, get off the phone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's so
1: true. There's, I think, the fitness industry in that regard can be a very toxic and negative industry, and it's just so unnecessary. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. It is. Yeah. But that's why gyms like this are so important because Mm -hmm. you just wouldn't wouldn't cross anyone's mind to do that here.
0: Has it always been that, day from that way from the yeah, get-go? Yeah, we push
1: that hard from the start. Yeah. Um, we've got a no tolerance for bullying or um, anything like that. We, and it's important, like it's in your contract when you sign here that you're going to act in a certain way and we expect that and we haven't had a situation yet that we've had to address that because everyone just knows. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with the atmosphere and the vibe, like you feel it, you come in and... You're positive you want to be a part of that you're not going to look to criticize anyone or as a trainer there's only so many directions you can look at any point of time and it's fantastic that we have members that have been here for a long period of time that will help yeah other people along yeah yeah i've only yeah. got two sets of eyes uh, one set of eyes two yeah. eyes. i can't see everything that goes on in a place this big so yeah it's really cool that the other members help out and give advice and tips and
0: yeah there's no levels there's no Never. levels here. It's all, no. all just on the same. Everyone same walks
1: page. in happy, everyone walks out fucked and mm-hmm. happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so true, man. Um, how are we doing for time? How how are we doing for you, man?
1: Um, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. If, if there's other stuff you want to touch on, if I'm not boring, not boring oh, to all, <laughs> Um
0: Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna say so for for anyone who is in that um who really really does want to get into their training and finds it quite daunting to be at a at a gym um, they need to come to you yeah, um, they need yeah. to come here they need to check it out it's anyone who, who is thinking about it, just come here, just sit, sit down, watch a session like yeah. I think that's important if Absolutely.
1: you like obviously our sessions are very hard they 're not for everyone, mm. but I think if you don't feel like you're at a point that you can do a session, it's important to come and watch. Mm. Because I think watching can make you realise that anyone can do it. Mm. All of our sessions are catered for any fitness level. Um, but it can be very daunting walking into a commercial gym and seeing all the equipment that you don't know how to use, mm-hmm. seeing a lot of like really fit people that don't even look in your direction. That can be very intimidating. Mm-hmm. But to my knowledge, we've never had anyone walk in for a first session and walk out feeling ignored or feeling worse than... When they walked in, so yeah, yeah. If you if you are looking to start a fitness journey or get some help in that regard in any way, like I think this is the perfect place to come.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, man. Absolutely.
1: Look, I'm always welcoming. Jody's fantastic. The trainers we have here are really, really good, really welcoming, top notch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well. That became a big sales pitch, didn't it? No, no, not at all, man. Uh,
0: People people didn't need to know what this is and what you're all about.
1: we're all word of mouth, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank I you love that. it. Of course, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. And thank you for the hospitality as well, making this possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we finish up there then?
1: I think so. Awesome. I'm honored to be on here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm honored to have you, man. <laughs> Truly. Thank you for the kind words, um, everything that you've done for me. Uh, yeah. You've been an incredible <laughs> influence. So thank you, man. So have you. Thanks, thank Bobby. you. Love you, man.
1: You too, bro. <laughs>